No, for, to, put, uh, to put babies to sleep in my know. area, at least. Before, there was just a pacifier yeah. that you, um, you put in the schnapps. Yeah. Like it's oh just like, you know. We've, I've had older people tell me to do that for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not alcoholic at all. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, yeah, my, my, my wife's, um, one of her aunts or uncles was like, mm. oh, yeah, just because the American, he's like, just get some bourbon. Dip your finger in it, Same rub thing. it in his yeah. mouth, and uh, he'll go yeah. right to sleep. Forgot. Well, my yeah. grandma used to rub it on our gums when we were teething. teething yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, because uh, yeah. that is yeah. Yeah. I just use cocaine because I'm from L.A. It's more yeah. of our tradition. It's here. more of our tradition here to, to just cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. So I just give him a little gummy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's uh, he's into it. Look, he's already like down. Yeah, he's asking for more. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, do we want do we want to start the pod? Yeah, we'll start the pod. Wait. Yeah. Also, how do you pronounce your last name? Last name Peru. Peru? Okay, that's what I thought. I bet I was also the worst at pronouncing everything. Don't put this on the beginning of the podcast. Don't, well, that, just because you said that, it's God not dang it. <laughs> and right, uh, we're starting. Okay, we're starting. Now we're starting for real. Now I don't have to use that thing that you told me not to Shut use. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so welcome to the pod, and most importantly, welcome to our guest, uh, Severine Peru of the Ten Bells. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Cheers. So excited um, to have Severine. For those of you that aren't familiar with the Ten Bells, it's a wonderful wine bar in uh, New York. Is Would it be technically the, is it the East Village technically, or? Uh, it's Lower East Side. Okay, Lower East Side. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Very and close to its village, very close to Soho and Chinatown. So, it's very yeah, it's uh, it's very easy to get to. Also, really fun to drink at. Someone that's uh, drank there a lot. Um, so thanks for coming. Yeah. And you brought um, an Octavon wine, which I'm so excited about. So tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so Octavon Commendatore. So that's a Trousseau, 100% Trousseau, and it comes from the the, the plot Les Corvées. And um, Alice uh, works. <laughs> this, is, this is all of them. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just going to preface and just put it on there that um, we have a baby and we have dogs. And Why this is this is happening today? We have like our most we have, a, we have an esteemed guest in the house. Um, all right, well, Jesus Christ. Um, so we're drinking wine. We're drinking wine. Yep. With babies and dogs, and, and, babies and, and dogs. Sev, who um, has Who's not a baby or a dog. No, thank God, oh, she's a wonderful woman. So, Sev, uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing out here in Los Angeles. Um, mostly drinking wine, <laughs> <laughs> chatting with you, which is really cool. Uh, not just um, having an overview, seeing, like, knowing a little bit more the city, meeting as many people as I can. Um, I have to say that it's treating me well so far, so it's good. I really good. love the city. And um, yeah, we have the project to uh, open um, uh, Ten Bells in LA as well. So just like having having a little bit of uh, an overview of the city. And, uh, and that's in the... I, I think I only know from like 
gossip sites. Is that in the arts? Where's the ten bells? Are what you gossip? What like, gossip like, websites like are you? Like is that considered a oh, gossip? Yeah, yeah uh, it's like it's like the TMZ. It's a good TMZ. one. <laughs> I guess it is TMZ of the of, of the, the food, food and yeah. 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 I think so. Uh, I don't know. Did they talk about the location? I, I don't remember. remember. I, I don't remember I don't if I made so. it up. Or I think they were just talking about us opening. Okay. Which is. Like, yeah, the, the information I can give right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, okay. Well, location will be um, uh, south of the lake in Echo Park. Okay. Yeah. South spot. of the Echo Park Lake. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and... Yep. Um, so, <laughs> so distracting in here right now. It's too much going on. Um, so, also, Severine, tell us a little bit about yeah. your background with the Ten Bells yep. and um, how you came to be working there. Because um, you've been there for a while at the I've New York I've been there for yeah, five, five years now, five years in New York, um, a little bit more in the, in the natural wine world, but in France, so <laughs> I also bought a Jura wine because... Um, Which is great, <laughs> that's such a wonderful thing to, to, to be able to say, like I was just so bored of Jura wine. No, like I was a, not bored. <laughs> oh, oh, I said bored. Oh. No, 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 I brought some Jura oh, wine. Bro- Don't uh, make fun of my accent. No, 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 no. I was like, I was like oh my gosh, she's... Because you, you no, spent no. a lot of time in the Jura. I spent a lot of time in the Jura. It's my heart region, like mm. my region of heart. Uh, I was born in French Moselle, but um, but then, and my parents still live there. But uh, then I moved to the Jura on my own, and that's where I grew myself up, kind of. I say that. Um, I, was, uh, I was working, so I was, I'm an entomologist at the beginning, so I studied environment and how to preserve. Like, um, it's yeah. so cool. And She's for people who don't know yeah. French geography that yeah. well, uh, the Jura is in uh, the... It's northeast. Yeah, no, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a unique. It's a unique uh, culture, right? They're not necessarily they're French, but they're they're their own unique sort of. <laughs> I wish everyone could see her face. She's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, no. like, well, I mean, because I mean, the the grapes they use in their wine and everything is like very unique to them. I yes. feel, and the, and their yeah. styles are very unique to them. I don't mean yeah. like they're not French. I mean that they're. No, it's funny because I would have said that more from like for French, like French Moselle people, from Moselle people, I would have just said that yes, we maybe are a little bit apart. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mean, they're not as sure yeah. less, but yeah, I know what you mean for the wine part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because of the grapes, because of uh, yeah, the way they do it. It's the tiniest wine region in France, but it's like the like for me like it's so vibrant. My, yeah. Yeah. The vibrant one and like super well known for like the, the size of it. But also uh, too, so she was an. M- Etymologist, yeah, and which is so cool. <laughs> Wait, I want you to tell, uh, tell everybody about this because when you told me this, I was like, it's so it ties in so well to why you're a part of natural wine and like what got you into it. So yeah, that's that's definitely why I got into it, like yeah. a huge part. But um, so I was I was uh, studying insects and I was I was, I was doing that for a living. Mm. That exists. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, so yeah, I sp- I'm specialized on butterflies, like day butterflies and and dragonflies and. Crickets and grasshoppers and a little bit of like uh, beetles. I kind of don't want to talk about wine at all anymore. <laughs> I, I know. I just want to talk about insects. Yeah, that's fun. That's actually really fun. So I was doing that for like um, five or six years for a living uh, with my companion at the time. And um, and we had an office study and we were like traveling all around the world, mostly Europe and like Africa, like Madagascar and stuff, but yeah. uh, around the world as well for fun. And uh, that's what we were doing. But I was like really tired of witnessing all the disappearance of uh, of insects, and mostly due to like human pressure. Um, either way, when you build a new road, highway, or like train tracks or anything, or but also like main the main part was because of the agriculture system. So like organically farming is a solution for it. 
Um, and that's why I decided to like stop witnessing the disappearance and try to work ahead and and just Here. like yeah. helping people to understand more and like pushing more the, f the, the agriculture, like the organic farming uh, and help the consumers to understand why it's important to eat seasonally and locally and organically. I everything. absolutely don't know the statistic. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you do, but is, is, is um, grape agriculture, is that one of the bigger uh, yeah. agricultural industries in France? So like if you were gonna go into an agricultural... Mm, it, took me, it took me a few years after to like specialize on wine. Yeah. I, was, I was working for the, like, every, like every agriculture company, yeah. everything, uh, all fields. But, uh, but then that, that brought me to the Jura and I worked for like five, uh, like six years um, just to like help for the, the global organic agriculture there and then helped me to meet all the winemakers and I had the chance to be uh, uh, taken under the wings of really interesting people and like including Alice and Charles um, from Octavin and then uh, Stéphane Planche and then Olivier Grosjean who is a blogger, yeah. Stéphane Planche who is natural wine uh, genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and like a lot of other people and all the winemakers after that they help, they they ask me to help them to uh, to build the Nedon Vert the, the organic uh, wine fair yeah. from the Jura and uh, and that was just like a point of no return I was just like yeah that's wine and this is what I want to do now so yeah that was like uh, the zigzag uh, yeah but I love that though I think it's so incredible that you witnessed what was happening in nature and that drove you like you said you you wanted to stop witnessing the destruction and start finding ways to prevent it, yeah. which is so admirable and such a big, important part of natural wine, you know, why we love it so much. And I wanted to figure out how I could drink all day. <laughs> oh, that was, that was also my oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, had to find, I had to find an excuse, <laughs> especially for my parents. I love you. <laughs> I'm not alcoholic. I love you. <laughs> and then, so then five years ago, you moved to New York. And yeah, and then, so um, when I decided that I quit my job and I, um, and I, um, I traveled a little bit uh, in vineyards and, and other places to um, like meet a little bit more the winemakers everywhere in France and to wait to, um, to go back to, to school. So I did one year of um, like an advanced master in Beaune and Dijon, specialized in wine sciences and in the international trade of wine because I wanted to uh, have that um, um, legal um, way uh, yeah. visa or like an intern visa or something to live abroad amount of time and I really wanted to do export <laughs> so that's what I did uh, one year uh, I studied there and then I did my last internship in New York with Jenny and Francois which I love uh, too because they're just I I'm I'm such a I love Jenny so much she's just such an inspiration she's such a wild awesome feminist and for those of you that aren't familiar with Jenny she was one of the first natural wine importers in all of America mm -hmm. some people like there's like kind of a a race or not a race but there's sort of some people say it's Louis Dresner, or yeah. some people say it's it's Jenny. But you know, Jenny was studying same time, same time yeah. Same time. And she like started bringing over wines carry on mm, from yeah. France, like yeah. to to show. So I think that she's. It's also so cool that you know you guys have different connections to France. You know, like you guys both have these connections to France. I love that you guys work together too. Like strong, powerful, badass woman it makes yeah, me happy. No, she, she really, uh, she really helped me a lot. Like Francois helped me from the for the from the French part, and mm -hmm. then. Uh, and then Jenny supported me a lot in, uh, in New York. That was really, uh, really well. Yeah. So, and then um, I started to work at the Tenbars at the same time, and, uh, and I never left. <laughs> <laughs> and now here you are. And here I am now. I'm enjoying uh, the West Side. Which is, uh, 
Sunny and relax. My, Marissa, your cough sounds so much like <laughs> a child's. I'm so Sweet. dainty <laughs> today. It's crazy. Um, no, I'm just, I've been working on it. I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of Severine. You know, I, wa I was like, oh, I need to, I need to, need class, to, up I need to class it up a little bit. Um, but the, n yeah, it's just, and so you've been at 10 Bells and now you're out here in LA and you guys are thinking next, early next year, you guys will be opening here yeah, in. End of the year, early next year. Yeah, awesome. And I have some very loaded questions to ask. Oh boy. No, not really. I just, um, <laughs> there's been a. He's a, like, so I made a meme. No, I, there's been. There's <laughs> Please been, tell me how you feel about this meme. This is, I, I'm going to call it the second wave because there was already a first wave, I think, that happened probably about 10 years ago, about a, a lot of New York coming to LA. Oh, now boy, this is here the we second, go. This is like the second uh, uh, wave of that. And I'm not. Despite what people think, I am no not. No one has to think it. You offer you. I'm you not are very, against it. I know you're very. Oh, you're very open about how you feel about New York. Yeah, I was just curious what your thoughts were <laughs> as somebody who was in New York, who's now in LA, and just seeing the cultures. And I don't want to be like, what are the differences or what are, the, but just if you have any thoughts that you walk away with from like. Differences in between New York and LA. Or just like what? what yeah, you I'm think, like, why are you? That's no, not like no, no, no. Interesting, no, I'm not, actually. I'm like, what? What are your thoughts are like if you're opening a business here? Mm -hmm. I know when David Chang opened his, he realized that he couldn't just duplicate what he was doing in New York. He had to kind oh, of no, yeah, you change a little bit and, and, and alter. Yeah, so I was just curious if there was anything you guys are you're noticing personally where you're like, oh, you know what? You know what we can do here or we can't do here? Or, I don't know, just what you, the approach you guys, I guess, you're taking towards being in New York and coming to LA. I'm not trying to be controversial or anything. No, I'm not no, trying to I be like. No, I didn't take it like yeah, that. Yeah, right. No, just kidding. I did it. Well, we are still on the process of like building our two places. Yeah. So, like, we are adjusting everything, and we are like right now like trying to think about what it can be mm -hmm. and work in progress. Yeah. But um, but definitely, uh, I mean, the wine list will be. The, like the on the same approach to New York, which is 100% natural wines, yeah. lots of wine by the glass, and a lot a lot of wines by the bottle, obviously. Um, now the Ten Bells is open for ten years ten years now in New York. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. The wine list obviously didn't build up in one day. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, when I took the the wine list over five years ago, we had like 1,500 cancelled uh, by the bottle on the list. Now we are around 600. That's um, great. I mean, and, uh, like 30-ish by the glass. Yeah. So, yeah. It's <laughs> like Have you Christmas. been? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never been. I've yeah. never been. So it's the Ten Bells for like for me. It's like uh, the place I go and hang out. And when I'm in New York, I love it. Um, I was there the like the night before my book came out last summer. Like that's where I spent. Like I spent like six hours there just alone, like just trying everything that they had and. Um, I love it because it's like really dark and kind of you can be anonymous if you want to. They have awesome um, snacks, sort of like small plate sort of deals. Um, and also, I found this so interesting because you just, I mean, uh, Seven and I hung out um, earlier, or I guess last week now. I'm like, where's time going? But you told me such an interesting story about the origin of the name of the Ten Bells. Yeah. I'm like very into it right now. I'm like, yes, go, go, go. Like I'm like, yes, I'm so excited. It combines two of my favorite things. The number so, 10 and bells. Fuck Those off. No, my lucky number seven. Uh, and my other favorite thing is Cy West Vivalis. <laughs> no, it combines um, true crime and wine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the dark places. Yeah. And the light red, red yeah. Lights. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so the 10 bells um, is at the origin. It's a pub in London. Mm -hmm. Uh, who opened in like 
heard something. So very, very long, uh, good longevity of the of the place. Yeah. Um, and um, and it's also the <coughs> the place where uh, all the victims of Jack the Ripper were hanging out or walking there. So oh. That's the correlation Scotland Yard did about the victims yeah. inside the flat they were walking. Yeah, I was going to say, so do you have yeah. a lot of prostitutes hanging out at 10 bells? <laughs> we, Only uh, me. At the time. <laughs> at the time in London, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she no. told me that, and I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I love it. And <laughs> and it's cool because, like, the, the bar in in New York, it's this, the, when you when you go into it, it's kind of like this interesting V shape in a way. There's, like, two entrances, and the bar is kind of in this, like, V-ish U. And it just, I love it. It's, like, dark but still w welcoming. It's not, it's not, too dark. It's just this perfect ambiance of. Depends on what time you. Come. I guess that's true. I, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I mean, but it's still, it's, it's. There's something about it that is just very alluring. Like being inside there feels a little. It feels a little dirty on some level in oh, a yeah, good yeah. way. Uh, it's like uh, a little dirty. I like to call it a dive bar with natural wines. That's, yeah. That's my just uh, a dream. I mean, yeah. I haven't been. Oh, sorry. That's a dream. Come like I feel like. If you guys can su successfully replicate that feeling in Los Angeles, you'll be hyper successful. Oh, the, the, feeling, the feeling is gonna be the same. Yeah, yeah. I, she's like, "Don't you worry, Adam. It's still super curated. It's just like very well. It's just like very LA. You know, like LA is very like um, everyone is. You know, it has to be just so. I like so. our wine scene, yeah. but it's I love our wine scene. Don't get me wrong, but everything's just so like it just kind of looks like very um, like kind of handpicked and yeah. it's very clean. clean yeah, and but even if it's messy, it's a little. Yeah. I think it's in general, like the wine scene is like that, in, like in general in the world, I would yeah. say. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's good. I mean, I love the wine scene in the world, natural wine scene. It's my family, so I'm not saying yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. But um, finding a place that is uh, dirty in the good way. And, yeah. And, like, fun. He doesn't like dirty in a good way. Okay. You're like, I'm about <laughs> to find it in this diaper. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's so that's the point. Like it's like dirty but comfortable. Place. Yeah, like feeling comfortable, relaxed. Yeah. You want to be loud, you can be loud. You want to hide in a corner, you can hide in the corner. You want to be anonymous, you can be anonymous, and that's the thing. That's I love you going there. You can sit in there for six hours. No, by yeah, yourself. seriously. Oh, you can. And I, do, I do. I have. Arrive, like, at, like at the opening, and you order a bottle of wine for yourself. We thank you. Yeah. No, that's you that's know? seriously what I normally do because I, when I was going to New York quite a bit for my book, I would always stay at the the standard that's walking distance basically so it was like all right well i can walk to the 10 bells like i don't have to talk to anyone but if i i know I'm it's sorry. like why didn't i want to talk to everyone i'm just so talkative um i know but it was so nice just being able to go and sit and be able to write and then if i wanted to talk to somebody about wine i could but i didn't have to and and i don't know it's i really just love it i love it there so i'm very excited that you guys are opening here and to see hopefully see more of you yeah that should that should happen so, uh, also, quick question for you, just because we were talking about it. Did you find some some cannabis? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, mom and dad. I love you. <laughs> it's totally legal. It's so totally legal. So feel comfortable with it. Um, but, yeah, but it's interesting, though, because you, uh, when we were talking, you were like, oh, how do I find organic cannabis? Yeah. And it's really hard to find, actually, but... Um, just as a heads up to people in Los Angeles, there the website. I don't know if you went and checked out the website I sent you to. Uh, I did super fast, but uh, yeah. Not, not, uh, not really so this quick shout out to Herb.com. They like you can order delivery from them, but they show you all the testing levels on everything, and um, they do all their testing through SC Labs, which is up in Santa Cruz. Anyways, we don't have to talk about cannabis. This is a wine podcast. Yeah, so uh, what, uh, what, what, as someone who's been in the wine scene and, the, and sort of 
for a while, and I feel like you're you're definitely a um, and so worldly too. You know, like uh, you've seen natural wine across yeah from all 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 over the globe. You were in Australia recently. I was in Australia for almost five months now. Um, filming. What is the? I'm gonna ask a really big question, but like, what's what's the hopeful thing that you see from traveling the world? And it's like it is really growing exponentially, or is that just my own skewed vision of what I see on the internet? No, no, no. Natural wine is uh, it's. I would say not everywhere, but it's almost everywhere um, in every country, and and there's a such an amazing energy everywhere. Uh, new winemakers, like group uh, people that are supporting each other, uh, giving advice to each other. Like I don't know, it's just a um, really really nice energy, really nice um, kind of human relationship. Yeah. That is like you know, it's it's also that part of interesting thing about natural wines. It's like going back to human relationship helping helping each other it's it's also a part it's like going back to the real like things that matter yeah. in life i know and when i is. so yeah really i really saw that and especially in australia that was really fun like a good community in the basket range and like all the winemakers are like helping helping each other and like seeing each other at the, at the, the aristologist which is the restaurant bar um in the basket range and like Every time you go there to have some drinks, like you know, you're gonna meet the other winemakers. You know, you're gonna chat with them. It's like b- b- uh, it's like apero. I know, yeah, it's yeah. apero here. Yeah. yeah. In and in the so the basket range in Australia that's um, near like uh, um. So yeah, in, so it's uh, South Australia, so okay. near Adelaide. I always want to say, uh, yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, I apologize apologize for all my grunting. <laughs> I know you are really grunting and moaning over here. It's, it looks kind of like I'm just really this this octavon is just so good. Okay, yeah, <laughs> um, it actually is really really good. And speaking of your time in Australia, you were there making wines with um, the Lucy Margot. Yeah, uh, with yeah, yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit about uh, your experience in um, you know working down there. Yeah, no, that was great. I mean, I was there uh, mostly to uh, harvest with him and to learn with him, like work in the winery, in the shed, and in the vineyards. Um, and what's it? it's Anton and what's his last name? Van Klopper. There we go. Yeah. Everyone from always Lucy just Margo says Anton, estate. and everyone yeah, always exactly. knows. So I was, I've Anton never. from Lucy Margot, is it? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was there for uh, a month and a half, two months, uh, December, January, just to see and travel and meet them and start to work with him. And then I went back uh, all to the old wine fairs in France because I needed to go there. And then I went back to Australia for three months, harvest time. Um, so yeah, super interesting, uh, super intense, lots yeah. of work. Uh, long, long days and nights, um, but really amazing team. Uh, I met really cool people that were working with me, and and I uh, learned a lot with Anton. So no, that was really, really cool. And you have a wine coming out with um, them, yeah, or yeah, I, I don't know how. It he gave me the, the he gave me the chance to uh, to do some cuvee with <laughs> his grapes. With That's some incredible. So I had a I had a discussion that I mean I could choose the, the grapes I wanted and like decide on what I wanted to do, and I was like, okay, but Anton, I need to. Uh, I need to talk to you like I want to, I would like to, that kind of Sangiovese Rosé, but I don't, I mean, I know nothing. I have everything to learn about yeah. winemaking and working in a winery and everything. And like on the other side, right now, so I really, um, I think I find it very interesting, but uh, way beyond that. In so w- he was like, yeah, you can, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You have to figure it out. And <laughs> if, you really have a, if you really have questions and stuff, I'm here, but I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to influence you on something, so I want you to have your proper, like a prop, like a 
with the mind on that. Well, also, too, because you do know about how to, you do know about wine. Like, you, yeah, you have the taste in the mind for it, and also you studied it. So, like, actually, I think it's really, um, it's, it's really interesting to me that, um, you know, because some winemakers, they have some really big egos. That's, you know, and so it's, it's really, I think. Excuse it, me. It, I'm mostly talking about Adam Vervalis, <laughs> Vuvalis. Um, no, but you know, it's great that he like is giving you the opportunity to learn how to express yourself this way, oh, yeah, you no, know, it's, it's really and that, like the that. trust for him to yeah. to give you, you know. And um, by the way, what uh, what varietal, what varieties did you go with? So I used some Sangiovese and some Pinot Gris. Ah. Um, the one cuvee straight Sangiovese. I wanted to do a rosé, but then I'm. Messed it up a little, so it's going to be a light red, <laughs> which is fun, actually. We yeah. just didn't have time to press it at the right moment because we were really busy with the other wines, so it's fine. It's going to yeah. be fun. I was going to ask you, do you have, because um, sometimes I've only made a handful of wines or been, and been involved in it, and I have the idea in my head of what I think this is going to be, and it's taken me, and it's, I think it's still going to take me a, a few more harvests till I get to the point where I'm really comfortable with the idea that it might not be exactly what I'm aiming for. And so I don't want to say there was ever disappointment because I'm always happy. I have always been happy so far with the end result. But there is sort of this moment where I realize the wine kind of is going to do its own thing to some degree. And even though I have this idea and like working backwards as a wine professional, like I have tastes and ideas. And then it's like it ends up in the glass. And I'm like, oh, this isn't what I said make at all but that's the beauty of the thing right yeah no absolutely it's but it's just taken me this like yeah yeah because so i don't know if you like knew adam was a, was a sommelier so he's like oh, yeah. coming from like kind of the same side yeah, that yeah, like yeah. you are not but insects i mean he was serving insects i'm sure he was serving some real bugs i mean, no, it's unfiltered <laughs> wine huh <laughs> <laughs> no <I> just, <laughs> yeah. um no but um i mean i don't know i'm a baby on that i i i don't know i hope one day i will be able to uh to know how to make wine mm -hmm. but um mm -hmm. Talking with a lot of my winemaker friends, they are like, you never know. <laughs> I'm like, it I makes feel more like sense now. I understand that now. It just, it's it's scary. It's yeah, it's a, a hard thing to get but, over. Uh, but it's magical. But uh, it's yeah. I mean, I can I can say it's like fun for me right now because I'm not a winemaker. I'm yeah. just doing that on the side. I don't have the money pressure they have. Right. Yeah. I don't have all that thing because I'm just doing that as a like hobby. It's, yeah. it's I don't know. Maybe. But um, maybe one day I, I will want to do more. But right now I'm just really learning, and like it's really like the the running joke was watch and learn and watch more and learn more. And I feel that's wine in general, it. though. Like people are always like, "How did you learn so much about wine?" It's like you have to be involved. Like you have to be involved in conversations. You have to go and watch. You have to go and see with your own eyes and and absorb these things and you know yeah. and listen and and um, it's it's a never-ending thing, you it's know? It's never-ending, and that's why I decided to um, like to travel. It's been like 10, 11 months now that I'm just traveling. I'm s I, love th I love this, by the way. I am, I, like, I'm like, I want to do the, I want to do what Sev is doing. Like, this is my dream. Well, it's fun, but, uh, you know, it has, like, a <laughs> negative <laughs> aspects on it. Uh, yes. So it's like, my home is a luggage right now. Yeah. <laughs> I sleep mostly on couches. Oh, you should have told me I have a, I have a spare bedroom. Oh, I'm like, I have a bed for you. I'm like, oh, my God. You're like, I've actually been sleeping under an overpass. And yeah. I'm like, no. It's amazing. L.A. is so temperate. You can just sleep outside wherever yeah. you I want. I love the weather. That's why I prefer that side of <laughs> the U.S. than the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can sleep outside. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's fun. But um, that was really my goal when I decided to travel because I still work like 100% for Fenbells. Um, I do the wine program and everything, but I, I have the chance to, to be able to do it as 
almost all the time remotely. Uh, and while I'm traveling, while I travel, so it's it's great. So I can like visit New York, different places. And I think that's actually good though, um, because then you get to be trying wines that like you may not have access to in one yeah. place. Like, which is a big reason why I want to start traveling more. It's because, I mean, for me, drinking wine is the best way to learn about it and be involved in it and discover new things and all all of that. Yeah. And if I mean, obviously my job is very different than yours, but to continuously discover new wines and new trends even, or not, and I hate to say the word trends, but you know, new things that are just happening in the world and new techniques that people are doing, you can't necessarily just rely on what's in your neighborhood. Like you have to get out there and in, in the world and see what's going on in other places. Oh, exactly, and I mean, it's it's one part of learning, uh, learning in a better way, tasting more and like always and over and over and over, and different stages of the wines as well, not, not only the, the finished yes. wine, like tasting the wines when it's like while it's fermenting, tasting the wines while it's aging, like all those those aspects, and tasting with the winemaker, having time to talk with him, and um, and, and chatting about why the wine tasted like that, you know, what's going on, and just also being in the vineyard, understanding more how the grapes, uh, how the vines are growing, how the grapes are like evolving, like why the winemaker decided to do the wine on this way this year, because grapes were like like looking like this or shaped like this everything just like being in the vineyard understanding the soils everything it's just so much more than just being in a city and tasting yeah uh, you know in wine tastings and wine fairs which is great it's, it's no really it's all cool, great you know, but, but it's not the you can learn so much more i'm in, in 11 months i learned so much in tasting wine tasting. and i love how you brought up tasting the wine in different um in different stages of it because i think People, I think the the people that are really good. I mean, obviously, it's not one hundred percent, but people that are really great, I think, in our industry, are people that can taste the wine at different. Or great winemakers, let's say, let's narrow it down. Great winemakers can taste a wine throughout its process and know where it's going. You know, and and but you don't get that only comes with that comes with doing it nonstop. Like yeah. you have to be there, yeah. tasting it and trying it and mm. tasting it and trying it. At all, throughout the entire thing over many many years and that's how I think there's you know there's these young winemakers that there are some people in the media um, that are kind of shitting on being like oh these natural winemakers these young hotshot natural winemakers think that they can just make wine and it's going to turn out great whatever but I think that's unfair because also too, you know, with time you learn you learn your your vineyards, you learn your your grapes, you learn how you, these things grow, and are able to anticipate what those things mean the more you taste and the more vintages you have. And I just think that's so interesting. Well, yeah, you only have one shot a year yeah. too, which yeah. is which it's is so the the part that's so like so. Ten years is only ten. Isn't times. there an Eminem song about this? You have one, one shot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it, but yeah, I'm like, no, it's about you mom's spaghetti. I haven't seen Eight Mile. But you, so that means in, in a decade, you've made wine 10 times. And, and probably a lot of them are not going to turn out the way you want them to. That's exactly. such a small amount. But I feel like which that's. Is, which, is, sorry, which is also great when you can do two harvests. Oh, right. Yes, Northern and Southern yeah, Hemisphere. Yeah. It's so interesting. Also, yeah. you, learn, you learn different, different ways. And, uh, yeah. 
I'm just following the summer. Where are we? Where are we? Oh my God, dude, the endless, <laughs> the new endless summer. That's yeah. the new wine documentary. Instead of chasing the perfect the waves. waves, you're chasing the perfect vines. Dude. I feel like I feel like you could combine this, and it could be surfing and wine. Oh, easily. And that would just be. What if you have time? Because uh, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty intense. The, the vintage in, in Australia. I can't it's imagine. For, it's for it's movies. It's all pretty fake. The other thing is that um, you need. The other thing, if you really want to experiment and have fun and stuff, and I guess that's why maybe the, the, uh, the younger generation is more inclined to do it, is uh, you cannot really do those fun stuff if you're in an appellation. Or you yeah, exactly. Yeah. As Van France or Van from like somewhere else. But if you're in a like, restricted appellation, you cannot do those things. Alice um, made the choice to uh, get out of the appellation Jura yeah. a few years ago, uh, which gives me a very good introduction for the next wine, which oh, is a vin jaune, I'm but I'm it's not a vin jaune anymore. I, I mean, it's still a vin jaune, but you can, she jaune. cannot call it vin jaune because um, she went out of, like, she decided to not be part of the appellation Jura anymore. So um, she cannot, even if it's for me, one of the best vin jaune I ever had in my life. Oh my gosh. Um, but she cannot no call pressure. it like that. No pressure at all. <laughs> but the I, magic like, of the thing is that because oh she's God. not on the appellation anymore, she doesn't, she cannot, and she doesn't have to, but she also, she's not allowed to yeah. bottle it in a 62 centiliter bottle anymore, which is called the Clavelin. Right. And it's part of the appellation for vin jaune. Because you have to, um, to show the, the angel part. Yeah. that you lose during the aging of six months, uh, six years and a half in the barrel under Hold the veil. So you lose, because you never top up the barrel to get the, to get the veil of yeast, to, uh, to get the vin jaune uh, flavors. And for our and listeners that don't know what a vin jaune is, it's a, a, a sherry-style wine, if you will. Is that a, is that a rude, like is that a rude way of putting it? It's not rude, but I would just say it's like, a, it's like Savagnin wine. Yeah. yeah. That was aged uh, for at least six years and a half in barrel. With like uh, never topped up, and which allows wow. sometimes when you're lucky, and because you work obviously with only indigenous grapes, because we are talking about natural wines, right? Because you can yeah. inoculate, but we are not talking about that right now. So if you're lucky, and um, and you have the veil that is starting to uh, to create itself, uh, you keep the veil for six, like, and you keep the wine in the barrel for six years and a half, in order to develop those very interesting aromas yeah. of uh, curry and. It's and so beautiful. I mean, yeah. so I haven't had a ton of uh, of this type of wine just because it's it's kind of harder to find, or not harder. It's it's harder to find good ones in terms of like natural wines and and the the experience I've had. <laughs> it's fine. You're being a dad. For people who don't know, um, he's talking about a, a film of mold. Yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. collects on top of the yeah. wine. Yeah, it's well, a it's a yeah. serious deal. I don't know a ton about it because I don't drink that much of, uh, much of it. Well, but it's hard to find because it's expensive because of yeah. the process of doing it. And Absolutely. then it's hard to, and it has to, be to get. And it has to age for a, quite a while. Well, that's yeah. six years and a half minimum in the barrel, and then you can put it in bottle and release it. But like a lot, like some winemakers are keeping, keeping it in, uh, in barrels longer, yeah. and then they keep the bottles longer depending on what they want to do. In but, um, and also... Um, I'm pretty sure about that, not completely, but I'm pretty sure that it's strict, it's uh, technically forbidden to import 62 centiliter bottles in the US. So um, that's like the gap <laughs> of the vin jaune in yeah. there because you, you 
you're meant that like you have it's mandatory to um, to bottle it in 62 centiliters if you want to call it vin jaune and being in appellation. Man. And uh, you cannot you cannot export them as as they are. So the, I, I know some winemakers that are that are in, like doing 50. Should pour some more. I mean, I was gonna just go put it, throw it back in the fridge. It, uh, oh Do you no, want me to throw it? Back? Need to no, go back okay, in the okay, fridge. okay. No, it's good like that. And also, so that that's what I was saying about uh, Alice and like the magic way she doesn't have to bottle it in 62 anymore. Yeah. This bottle is 75, so we have more oh, of the good thing. It's so beautiful. And also, at, like this year for 2007, they like her and and Charles, they were um, they were still together and 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 um, uh, having the estate together at that time. So this is 2007. Seven, yeah. Wow. And, um, they bottled as well magnums. They bottled magnums they of this? Magnums of so it just well. That's when we're talking no, about fuck fun. juice. That's <laughs> fuck that, juice. Yeah, that's some fuck juice for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find like even what that. Uh, it's only 12.7% by alcohol. But what's cool about also um, about um, these wines is that they kind of. I feel that there was a, oh, yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah, right, Again, right. thank you so much for bringing yeah, this. this is, I've this never, awesome. I've never seen this in the States ever and we never mm -mm. probably will. And like we, we, um, that was released in New York. I feel like this is the best one, uh, the best one I've ever had only because I, so I, I, I love, I love high acid wines. I mean, that's what drew me to mm -hmm. natural wine. I think I didn't know it was natural wine, but I think that's what I love so much about it. But this has on the nose, it is so it is so crisp, um, like golden apple, like not a Granny Smith apple, but you know, like not a green one, but like it's like these, it's golden and like it's a little bruised and it's and on the nose, it's so inviting. And then you sip it and it is so refreshing yep. and tart and gorgeous. It's like, it's, it, it's, it's like smelling an apple pie, but then biting into fresh apples, yep. you know, like biting oh, yeah. into like an apple right off the tree. Mm -hmm. It's such an incredible, uh, it, it's 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 beautiful. Cheese wine. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese wine. It could Cheese be, wine. but it's also wine just, you know, to enjoy. I'm like, I don't, the yeah. The best pairing is to enjoy it with friends. Oh, yeah. oh. sad. <laughs> She's the best. I'm like, I'm like don't <laughs> I ever I stole leave. that for someone that's not mine. It's from <laughs> I feel like actually, that's just a, common, a commonality <laughs> of people that love wine. But um, this is... Yeah. This is incredible. But that's that's the thing in the, in the Jura. Back in the days, the vin jaune was more to drink like with cheese or of, of like with a pairing or even just like a, a glass yeah. or like maybe a glass or two. But not not much because that was very powerful. And um and and with that one and with all the other ones that are made in the same way, so you develop more the finesse on the vin jaune and, and the acidity on it. You can drink the bottle. That's I know. Why it's I'm great like when it's on Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I don't know. This is the best white wine I've ever had. Yeah. I'm gonna be drunk like in like a minute. I'm just like goodbye everybody. We're all testing this whole thing. <laughs> it really no, is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's so, it's and I just love that it's surprising. It's it's yeah. um, because I mean some help me pronounce it correctly. The what Which type of wine this is? Vin, vin jaune. Vin jaune. Am I saying it right? Vin jaune. Vin jaune. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are you excited about in the future of natural wine? Um, I feel like you have such a good worldly view on on what's happening and how things have been and um i'd love to see what you like what you're excited about for the future yeah um a lot of things <laughs> lot of you're things. like so i'm um, opening a bar i don't well, know if yeah, you've heard I'm of it i'm like uh, i have different okay so like, number one wine. <laughs> yeah number one i'm really excited to see if i've made some wines that are drinkable yeah, yeah. so we'll see that i'm actually going to be bottling the first cuvee that i had a chance to do with christian Binaire. I'm gonna be bottling yeah, that she in did July. Christian dinner too. Yeah. Oh. 
I know, she's yeah. just like, she's, yeah. nah, just, I she's mean, a phantom. Nah, she's Christian, like, Christian had me too, like, just borrow some grapes. Uh, and I don't trust, I don't trust her, I think she's that. very humble. It's going to be fun. No, we'll see. Yeah, but she's um, humble. Look at her. She's turning red. I showed him what to do. Yeah. <laughs> she's like Christian no. Benner. Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like. But actually, he did something really different than what he does. And he was like, ah, I'm not sure about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that. But, but that's what a novice. That's what somebody yeah. who with, with, with. I think that that's great, though. That experimentation mm. is exciting for him, too. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I've never done that before. And I have no idea what's going to happen. Know, but was, now yeah. he knows. I know. That was. I mean, we'll see. But that, that was fun because at La Dive, um like we were just chatting over the phone early, uh, before I leave, in, in, so the wine fair in France, and um, and and I was in Australia at that time, so couldn't taste the wine or anything. And I was like, well, um, if you want, I can bring you a sample at La Dive, so we can taste together. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, please, like, please do it. So we bought a small, like a tiny, tiny bottle, and um, and we tasted to, we tasted it together at La Dive, and he looked at me like surprised after the first sip, and I was like, oh, that's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would not have said that. It's like, okay, thanks, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh. I, come on, you, I would much rather get a, oh, I'm surprised at how good that is over a, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> No, yeah, no, no, definitely. True. But uh, it was, that was really sweet the way you reacted. Um, so <clears throat> we'll see that. So that was the number one. Yeah. Number two, uh, well, yeah, see how the other ones will evolve in Australia and, and, be, and know where I will be able to go back there and like keep working there, keep seeing my friends there and, and keep doing those things. Uh, number three, 10 bells in LA would be really Ooh. fun. Um, I'm really excited about uh, building the list and everything. So I was saying that the list, like the, that's gonna be uh, like obviously like 100% natural wines, the yeah. same thing that in New York, but obviously also the list will be different because I'm gonna be working with importers here, distributors here. So, um, and also the winemakers in yeah. California. Obviously. I'm like, no, bring some more stuff <laughs> out from New York, please. <laughs> And uh, no, it's gonna gonna happen like that. But, but I'm gonna force them. Hopefully, yeah. no, I'm gonna ask them nicely if they can bring some more wines. Oh, uh, we, but I'll, we have. I mean, the, the we can help each other. Yeah, cool. yeah, we will. But I mean, I'm the, like, just the me selection know. here is really nice already. Like yeah. people are doing a really good job here by of, of bringing wines. So they I'm are, really excited yeah. about building that list, and that's gonna be really fun. I, in in general, I do prefer wine that show that it shows itself without anything else. Yes that you can judge the whole quality of the wine without having to pair it with food or something that will too. hide up. And hide I, mean, up. I don't know, it's just like it's my way to do it. but I think so too. Mm. But I think that that also might be a lifestyle. Yeah. You, I know? Also, I, 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 you mean I, we drink a lot? I, yes. <laughs> no, but haven't you also come to this, this idea about, I kind of made a joke about drinking this or said drinking this with eating cheese. There is an aspect of, wine pairing with food that kind of got out of control where they sort of created all these rules or but yeah. not even rules and i know there's all these psalms now they're like oh no light red wine with fish or this and that but it's more like fuck it drink what you like and eat what you like and yep. and don't give a shit about what yeah. people think yeah. or what works or what if i want to drink you know uh red wine with my oysters fuck you well I'm yeah because beaujolais goes great with oysters oh yeah but that's like to go back on what I was saying earlier, and it's not for me. It's from Jean-Marc Brignot. Uh, it's like when everybody, like 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 customers, were asking him uh, with what to pair his wines. Like when they were buying it, he was just saying like pair it with friends. Like that's the best yeah. way to drink the wines. Just like well, no, and know, I feel the best company. Way. Just like uh, we'll highlight. The I wine. don't have very many friends. Well, he I'm has sorry one for friend. you, <laughs> but you can still come with us and drink wine. That's true. I have. I was have one bottles. friend. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is that I also only have one friend. It's Adam. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it's true. And 
and that's like the interesting thing. Like I get, um, what's interesting is that, you know, I get some shit for not being a critic, you know, mm-hmm. that I don't like write about wines. That I don't, I, I, I specifically do not write about wines. I don't like, I specifically do not write about, um, wines from producers that I love that maybe having a bad yeah. vintage or yeah. something like that, because I don't think the consumer in terms of what I want to what I hope to get them to understand is that, you know, every vintage is different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to write off a producer because one vintage is bad, which is no. something that could very much happen. And I get a lot of shit for that about, like, not being, like, it's like, oh, you're not, like, and I don't consider myself a critic, but it's like, oh, you don't ever write anything bad. And it's like, but that's because a wine that, like, wine is about who you're with. Yep. And, you know, a wine that you may not, like, love on your own, you may love with friends and you may love um for where you are, like I, I mean, there's a very high chance that I could love like a Trader Joe's bullshit. <coughs> I, I choked over it. <laughs> like I could, I could. Your, I, body, your <laughs> body was like, don't say this. Don't say, don't say. No, this. but you know, like if you're with your friends in the middle of nowhere and like you only have one bottle of wine and you're with great people, mm-hmm. that like, and that's what makes wine so fantastic is that yeah. like it really is. And even going back to what you were saying, um, Sev, about like the community of the natural wine and you know how we do work together and how we come together for these things, that's what makes it special. Like the people that are not only behind it, but also the people that are sitting in front of these glasses and yeah. how we all decide to come together. And my favorite part about the natural wine movement is the relationships with people that I've made, and th- it's so fun to to see the growth of people that I have become friends with and looking back and going, oh man, I remember, you know, whatever. It's just being a part of a community and feeling like a part of a community is just really, it's, um, and it's weird because I think that there's some people that think that the natural wine movement is an exclusive community when it's a very, yeah, it's a very inclusive community. But I think the people that are saying it's it's exclusive are the people that don't want it to. Well, that's people that that feel threatened by it. Exactly, and but we still come like we'll hang out with us people who are threatened. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I just I just want. I mean, I think that, and I was talking. I mean, I've talked about this at length with Adam, and I talked about this with you, Seb. But you know, this this idea that the natural wine movement is somehow you know, it's us against everybody and we're trying to, it, it's not, I feel like it's not that at all when we, I feel like we are so communally communally based and it is so about our community and the people that are a part of it and learning about other people and how they make wine. And yeah, you know, it, it, I, and this goes back to the whole thing about how I'm like, I'm, I'm not a critic, like I won't call out a wine that's bad, but it's like, I understand that that's a person that is creating something that is, we can't, ex- like you guys were saying, when you're creating a wine, how can you, ex- you don't know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I can, and if, if someone's doing right by the land and doing right by themselves and doing right by the consumer, I'm not going to fucking shit all over them. No. Because, and then going back to the other thing, like something I might not like, someone else may have a beautiful, amazing time with, yeah. you know? And why, why ruin that for someone else? Like when, Instead, we can all be positive and work together and uplift great producers and uplift great establishments and all these things. And then just promote what's positive and what's great and yeah. what we love. No, I agree. I don't, I don't see where the, where the point is uh, about talki- talking about uh, like negative things or things that you don't like or something. Life is super short already. Yeah. And like we have to surround ourselves uh, like good things and non-toxic things, yeah, and good people and friendship and everything and good wine and where's the point to like spend time 
talking about something that we didn't like or that didn't bring us joy, what's the point? Exactly. Just it's like taken me a long, it's taken me yeah. my whole life to learn mm -hmm. that lesson. It yeah. took me a long time because I was a, a person who, even still I struggle with this wanting to be critical of a lot of stuff and I'm, I'm learning still well, to this day. Trust me, I'm French. I'm critical of a lot <laughs> of shit. I mean, I'm critical too, don't get me <laughs> No, no, wrong. I'm saying I'm learning still but to I'm this learning, day. Yeah. And also, like, where's the point? Like, what's the result at the end? You're just, like, spending more time to talk about negative things. What did yeah. I think? Yeah. What is it? How does it improve? Yeah. But I also think that the conventional wine community, because they make wines based on certain flavor, flavor profiles, on flavor profiles, that that's how they can critique those wines is because they're working off of these, um, you know, San Giovese is supposed to oh, taste this way. because they need way. to put things and in boxes, things like yeah. The, yeah. No, no, and definitely. so those are like easy to, whereas for us, Why? it's like, hey, I know this guy is doing a really great job and I don't know if this bottle maybe was just a bad bottle or not, but I know he's doing a good job. I know that he's doing right by everything. I'm not going to fucking trash him. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's not... It's not about um, it's not about points. It's not about it's not about it's not it's not even so much about me, well, you know, or, or anyone, you I know. It's about it's about everything. It's about the community. Yeah. I think we have this thing that we say that I am trying to really actually reassess and change is, and I think in a in the wine community there's a saying which is as long as it tastes good, mm -hmm. like people are really obsessed with this idea of like oh well, but it, but as long as it tastes good, it's all about taste. And I'm starting to really come to this conclusion that that's not actually the end all be all. And I, I've used this analogy before with art where like art doesn't need to be beautiful. Um, art can also be thought provoking and that doesn't. It has to touch you. Right. And it doesn't have yeah. to be beautiful yeah. to do that. No. Sometimes ugly things or sometimes scary things mm -hmm. or sometimes things that don't quintessentially look beautiful can do yeah. that. And I think wine has that ability sometimes and it can be scary and it can be. Uh, new and it can be not necessarily beautiful. And I agree beautiful. with you, but then that, but that also, but that, but that also opens up the door to people being like, "This super fucked up, faulty wine, I'm gonna sell to people that don't know any better is okay." So it kind of like I it has how to. How much? I mean, that happens, but I wonder in reality if. I mean, it happens. I don't we, know. I mean, we had a, our first podcast was about that. So <laughs> I, I mean, our very so so. But what I'm saying is that I think that there's well, like this balance where it's it's okay to be to be not perfect. Of course. Well, that's why yeah. the reason natural wine exists. No, I mean, no, no, I'm no, perfect. No, 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 um, like a new magic about it. Absolutely. Like when you open a bottle, it's just like, yay, it's Christmas again. And you always taste something and different. Sometimes you're like, you shit, like I got socks. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> but you know. And Jan got me fucking <laughs> these dumb earrings that she made again. <laughs> that happens, but that happens with everything in life. And yeah. like, yeah. The, the, the like, it's not funny actually, but like the, the crazy thing about it's like when industrial wine is fucked up, you're like, fuck, like you had all those tools and chemicals and, and, and entrance and everything for you to make it taste good and you're still even not able to do it and you're giving shit to natural winemakers because they yeah. have a vintage that is kind of a little bit shady compared to the other one. Like, wow, you yeah. have to feel very threatened by the 1% of natural winemakers in the world yeah. for like, giving them shit. But no, I, I, that's I my agree. French part. No, 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 no. I, I think people I agree. Are, maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I misarticulated, I might have misarticulated myself yeah. earlier, but like, I completely agree mm. with you. And I think that 
I think though there is like a fine line with natural wine to walk in terms of like yes, like being unique and being different and 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 embracing um whatever vintage can give because vintages can give you shitty weather and it can change your wine in a billion different mm. reasons. But we I mean, at least in my perspective, we also have to be conscious of the consumer that's never had natural wine yep. and thinking about how those, you know, but that's, but that's like how we serve it. You know, you know, like you're not, you don't, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole eco. It's a, I think about it as an ecosystem. Like we are working under our own ecosystem. That's completely yeah. different from, um, the conventional and commercial wine system Oh yeah, where it, it is, you know, it's, it, and it is finding that balance of, you know, giving people the, the thing that they can understand and mm -hmm. then also preserving that wine to yeah. make sure, or not preserving it, but, you know, um, taking care of that wine to make sure that when you, when it is being served, it's, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's tasting true to itself. I don't want to say correct because correct could be yeah, anything to yeah, anyone, exactly. but it's tasting true to itself. Yeah. And if you know the winemaker and you know what, oh, I'm sorry my dog is sitting on your baby's <laughs> my do Did my dog just sit his butt on his... He, no, it's fine. He can he can pull his tail. No, but I get it. Like the that that's that's what I find really interesting in natural wines is that. So for example, I I really love the wines from Jean Pierre Rich in Alsace. I yeah. really love what he does. I I I'm bringing them in the U.S. and I distribute them in New York. Yeah. And I I think he's like the, one of the most interesting winemakers in, in which in is something Alsace we didn't right talk now. about. But you're no, you're importing it's, it's and distributing. Um, just a couple, yeah. like selecting some wines and yeah. then distributing with the help of other people. But uh, yeah, so um, like Tom Showbrook in Australia, in the Bau Savary and uh, Craig Hawkins, and Craig and Carla Hawkins um, in South Africa, and Jean-Pierre Rich in Alsace. Yeah, so I don't know if you knew that, but she's, yeah, I didn't bring it up because I bit of that, uh, but, um, just doing a couple. Yeah. Well, I w actually, this kind of segues into a question I wanted to ask you. So with your wines, you made a wine in Alsace and you made a wine in Australia. I made three wines actually in Australia, but that's, that's what I was like um, talking about with Alsace. Is that um, so? I really love the wines from Jean Pierre. Yeah. Obviously, because I bring them and I try to sell them, um, and uh, and he does he does very interesting macerations on single varieties, because he wants to show the like the the identity of each varieties mm -hmm. with maceration, but still having like a very drinkable, like easy to drink wine and low alcohol and nice acidity and dry. Like he always does like dry wines, yeah. and. Um, and, and, and his work about like showing the varieties is really interesting. And he does a Pinot Gris and maceration like that. So it's been years we are talking about that. I did a few days of harvest with him last year. Um, that was too late for me to do a wine with him uh, uh, because, because um, I was also harvesting in Spain. So I, I, I arrived too late yeah. to do something with him. Uh, but I had the chance to like pick some grapes with him and talk more uh, and see a lot of work in the cellar. But um, uh, when I was in, in Australia, I had a chance to have access to Pinot Gris. So I was like, yeah, Anton, can I uh, use some of the Pinot Gris and then do a cuvee with that and try to do a cuvee with it and stuff. So I did I did the same um, process that Jean-Pierre does usually yeah, with Pinot Gris. Yeah, that's amazing. So he's, he does like three weeks of maceration, like half full, half of bunch and half distemmed. And blah. so I was like, I want to try the same thing. Yeah. So same recipe, yeah, let's do it. But obviously that's not going to make the same wine. No. Because that's the magic of doing uh, a product that is alive. Because yeah. I'm not going to add yeast. I'm not going to add the same yeast or anything. The, the yeast are the ones that are on the skin of the grape. And, and the climate was different. And I picked the grapes at a different moment. The acidity will be different. 
and the result of the maceration will be different. Everything will yeah. be different, but the recipe is the same, which is really funny. And like the the quality of the grapes was like the same organic quality of yeah. grapes and everything, but it's gonna be something completely different because I don't have the knowledge of Jean Pierre. I don't have like the background that he has, and obviously I was on the South Hemisphere. Like like so many different variables. How did the wine turn out? I don't know. It's it's <laughs> resting right now in a barrel, so I hope it's gonna be fine. Um, are how? What but I was um, gonna ask yeah. you, uh, how are you gonna sell them? Are you gonna sell them under one label? Is it gonna be a? That's that's another project that I need to think about right now. Is like, how am I gonna sell those wines? Are you gonna label them under? I will them? buy them all. No, but do you have an umbrella name that's I'm, gonna be like? Well, I I mean I I want to keep going on like learning and trying yeah. to make more wine. This is. This is like I guess like a new project that I want to try to do. So if everything goes well, I will keep going on that. So I need to find something. So yeah. I don't know if you have any clue about <laughs> it. That would be I guess that's gonna be under my name or under something. And like it's a traveling thing. And um, some other amazing winemakers offered me to like like do something with them. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna be from different I love it. parts I think of it's France, the different of parts wine. of Europe, different parts of like even like Australia and stuff. So hopefully, fingers crossed, if that goes well, yeah. that's gonna be something. Um, so we'll see. So I need to think about the label. It's like, I need to think a, about it's like being a wine DJ almost. You're like utilizing all of these <laughs> other other sort of instruments. Like you have, you're going to all these other places mm -hmm. and, and, and acquiring knowledge from all these different people and I don't know it's great. I love it. I think it's. Uh, no, like I love I said, it too. It's I fun. think it's the future it's of fun, wine. It's fun, but um, again, I'm like it's like a side project and yeah. everything, so I don't have the same pressure than the real winemakers. I recently so, quit all I my jobs okay. and put every all yep. everything into my the podcast, the, podcast <laughs> this, the dumb T-shirts I make and <laughs> winemaking. That's why you don't have a babysitter anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's scary because it's yeah. like a, a winemaking thing that I did was. A hobby, and now mm -hmm. it's no longer a hobby. It's a yeah. job, and it was a terrifying, idiotic thing to do. Yeah. I before I was like, yeah, I can do this, and now I'm like sitting here freaking out. No, yeah. but that's the thing. Uh, you have to do that. Uh, when I was terrified to quit my job, of there was I was a, a personal assistant for like almost five years, and I Ben, my husband was like, dude, you have this. I know. I know, it made him sick too. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But my husband was like, you gotta, you have to do this. And he just played Van Halen's Jump. I don't know if you know that song. Yeah. But he just played that and was like, just ran around. I was like, yeah, just jump. And I was like, oh my God, you have to, you yeah. have to. I'm sorry I picked him up. He looked like, I was trying to be helpful. Maybe you should just put the pacifier in the vin jaune for a second. I know, he loved it. He like immediately yeah. like grabbed my fingers like, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a big boy. I don't know if you noticed. He is a big boy, yeah. No, it's 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 so scary doing anything. Yeah. It's scary. I, like every Friday, I'm like, oh god. No, no. Okay. no I understand. I mean, I I quit my, when I quit my job in uh, in the Jura, and then I um I start school wine school again. Yeah. Like the last day of my job was like I was walking in that office with um with my colleague that like I hate her. Uh, I mean, we hate yeah. each other, so that's fine. It's <laughs> it's a mutual. It's, it's a mutual thing, so that's fine. Uh, and it was a long time ago, anyway. So I love her yeah. soul. 
It's fine. And uh, it's fine. We like all the whole, enemies, yeah, yeah, exactly. The whole. Uh, I hate her too. <laughs> yeah, we fucking hate her. I love Fuck her soul. Her. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the whole day I was just listening to Rage Against the Machine and like, and that was great. That was yeah. just like a perfect day. I was like having an apéro with all my other colleagues that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And then I was listening to that, and then I just left, and I started to study wine again, and and I jumped in like a new part of my life which was amazing so i'm so happy that yeah, you did good. though so congratulations also you still need to take some vacation before starting something different right oh man you don't <laughs> get to do that you know that you don't get you to are take so french i'm so french <laughs> we don't get any vacation uh, yeah go take like two months off right well, yeah you can do that <laughs> i wish yeah. that's I'm what paid. i did before starting yeah, the, the wine school i just paid. went to china for a month and something visit some friends oh. i mean come on guys when, when do you Americans, have time to do that man, we don't, don't get to do anything we get a week if we're lucky if we're lu- <laughs> in my life as a freelancer well, i wasn't nothing. paid for anything i just took it it culturally it's also now we're like that culturally in america there is mm. sort of a I know stigma. you have to feel guilty about being on vacation yes there's I a know. stigma I, I don't have any stigma about it i fucking <laughs> love vacation and wish i could go on vacation all the goddamn time i can go on vacation for a week and then afterwards all of a sudden my american guilt comes in and it's like why am i not being a capitalist why but then am you I not switch working? to your french side and you're good <laughs> i don't even need a french side i'm like i could do this forever i'm like why do i go back to my regular exactly. life i could be a grifter <laughs> Let's just start grifting people. She's like, how do you jump onto a moving train? Yeah, I'm like, I, but that, those are hobos, I oh. think. <laughs> Grifters are people that scam people out of money. Oh, you're talking about like a con artist? Yeah. I read a thing about how uh, in the New Yorker about how grifters are coming back. Oh, really? They're yeah, making beca- a comeback. Yeah, because of uh, just money problems. So. Well, it's an American. I'm like, I could do it. I could be. A gr- hey, support your local economy. Yeah, yeah. Well, fall, you have fall, you have actors fall in for LA, a grifter. you have actors living around, just yeah. take pictures, blackmail them. Exactly. Easy. I'm like, yeah, I am like, yeah, like, uh, for any uh, celebrities that want to come to Ten Bells, just just a reminder, we're no, watching okay. you. So let's no, let's go no, back on no. that thing. Right, we we are very friendly right, and we never talk about the people that are coming to Ten Bells. I think that this is the safe place you can come hang out. I think that we I think this is the time when we end the podcast. We can still hang out and finish our wine. Um, Thank you, first and foremost, so much. Thank you so much for coming. Cheers. Um, Severing of the Ten Bells in New York. Also going to be in Los Angeles coming 2019. And... uh, so many other exciting projects. Sev, thank you yep. so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks yeah, so. I hope uh, next, when you're when any of the wines that you have made come to Los Angeles, I'd love to um, send them to us. Yeah, we'd hopefully love to taste it will them. happen. So I'm gonna bring some bottles and we're gonna drink them together. Yeah, and you're yes. gonna be very honest and tell me what you think about them. Yeah. And no couches. We I have a bed for you. So thank you. I, yeah. <laughs> What uh, if I come here? I hope I will have like a maybe a personal life and maybe a bed or something. Yes, <laughs> I hope so nice. too. Whoa, whoa, whoa! A personal life. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no one here in Los Angeles has a personal yeah. life. We're all just like barely hanging on to anything. <laughs> um, just kidding. Anyways, uh, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. 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 Bye. Bye.